0: what's up guys ready for the weekly podcast um recap podcast week three got myself wildy noob as well as garrett and our commissioner colin ready for another exciting week of fantasy football uh, big shout out to andrew for a great podcast last week like to see Everyone in the league get
1: involved at some point. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it's going to be a tough one for me this week. As we all know, I'm having a little rough start, but I'm excited to be here for another podcast, so let's get started. Um, all right, so since there are just three of us, I'll let us kind of split it up. We can each take down two matchups. Um, we'll start off, as always, with mine. <laughs> So uh, I'll let David go this time because I don't want to hear Gary. I'm already embarrassed enough to take me down, David.
0: Yeah, tough week for Colin here.
1: Um, I mean,
0: Larry Fitzgerald didn't do about anything. I don't know if it's, you know, his skill set or just a product of that offense being the worst offense I've ever seen in my life. Um, Other than that, I don't even know who this Jay Wright is on Carolina, to be honest with you. Don't even know the guy's first name, so that's not a great pick. Um, honestly, besides that, not too bad other than A.J. Green getting injured. Just no single person on Collins' team exploded. Uh, but like I said, you might have to start looking for a fill-in for Larry Fitzgerald and then fix that flex. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, we have Jake with another solid week. Um, Aaron Rodgers is always going to do Aaron Rodgers things. Julio had a fine week. Um, Emmanuel Sanders and Juju as well. Only real weak point um, for Jake is Philip Lindsay, but I was able to you know, be picked up by the rest of his team there,
1: especially with Colin having such a weak um, week here. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one. Um, Larry, it's tough. I don't know what to do about that. Uh, With Jarius Wright, you know, if you look at his week one, even with Greg Olson, uh, he's a slot receiver uh, for Carolina. He had five targets with Greg Olson, seven the week without it, including a touchdown. And targets are really what you want to chase in terms of trying to predict fantasy production for unknown guys. So I was really just looking for targets there. And then in a week where Carolina gets 15 completions, he only got one. So that's probably both the product of you know his mediocre skill set and just the offense not needing to throw much there. So it was a dart throw, and it's tough to see on the other side. Albert Wilson get two touchdowns on two uh, touches, one being a trick play. Um, And then, of course, the big killer for me here is Dan Bailey. I mean, the Vikings, nobody could predict that. Um, my, My defenses, if you look, through the first three weeks, I've played three different defenses, and I've had 16, 9, and 18 points. So I'm doing solid there, but I'm just getting killed by the kicker with three points combined out of my last two weeks. So another tough one. It's just it's a tough road and I'm gonna have to make some more roster moves here, especially with some weak bench depth so uh we'll move on here to James and Kurt unless Garrett has anything to say about that last matchup
2: uh the only thing I would say is that Jake's team looks pretty impressive in that they have possibly two viable wide receiver ones in Sanders Juju, and Julio obviously they're not all going to go off every week but if you can get a solid floor of fifteen out of each of those guys that's That's something to be reckoned with.
1: Yeah, definitely a lot of production out of some guys that people had questions about coming into the year. Um, All right, I'll take the next one with James and Kurt here. Um, You know, I was looking at this one before we started. And if you just scroll quickly through this one without looking at the top score, it looks like Kurt wins it. Every one of his players is scoring Mm -hmm. over 10 points. But with Robert Woods really – in a game where they only had a difference in 12 points between the final scores, Robert Woods putting up 33.7 is really what carried James over in the week where Mahomes had a down week, if you can call a 25-point week, a down week. Um, You know, Kurt, even after the trade or people had some questions, his team is really looking like the king of consistency here, Kirk Cousins being the biggest killer here in a game that nobody could predict. But two really solid teams who each week are going to put up scores just like this, and I wouldn't be surprised to see either of these guys getting close matchups like this again. What do you guys think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, there's not much discrepancy
2: between, you know, he has Woods go off, Kirk has uh, Evans go off, two solid running backs in Gordon and Johnson. Honestly, it comes down to McManus giving Kirk two and Prater getting 14. And then – you know, Kurt, Bill little discrepancy in the defenses, but other than that, across the skill
1: positions, it's pretty much even. Right, and this was, I think, one of David's biggest criticisms of Kurt coming into the draft, is that he also just decided to go without a kicker and D and scream him, but it really takes a lot of time and, you know, research into which teams have the best potential and which to put up scores, which teams uh, are playing against guys with, uh, tougher red zone defenses we're going to be forced to kick more and things like that. So, you know, I think Kurt's just going to have to step it up a little bit from just picking up guys on Sunday morning. But other than that, his team is looking hot. What do you think, Dave?
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I think that's, I mean, really the difference in the game here. Like you said, Kurt's team put pretty good scores across the board with the skilled players. But if you're going to go with the strategy of, you know, not drafting a, a kicker and a defense and playing the matchups each week, you, you, I mean, you got to make sure you're, Diligent in getting that right. So, if Kurt can, you know, buckle down and start choosing a better matchup on that front, I think he could have a pretty good season. I mean, he's already having a good season, but, you know, cement his way into the playoffs here. Definitely.
1: All right. We'll, we'll move on next to Andrew and Hop. Andrew's looking like a contender for the number plot this year. So, like Garrett, you can break this one down. Yeah. Andrew's team did really well
2: despite having. Uh, an Amari Cooper type game for Amari Cooper. Sonny Michelle didn't fulfill my prediction of him having a breakout game, even though he got all the touches, which is promising for the future. I mean that that Breeze Michael Thomas connection is just it's ridiculous. Honestly, Michael Thomas is just phenomenal. He's looking like the Cooks of a couple years ago. Just he might be the top wide receiver in the game this year. And then you don't things you don't account for like two rushing touchdowns by Breeze. That's not going to happen every week, but that offense definitely has no shortage of points there. Uh, also encouraging to see Sammy Watkins put up a good amount of points. People think he's like the forgotten weapon in that offense. So if he can get a solid floor out of that, that's a pretty you know, powerful receiving core there. Hop, as usual, relies on <clears throat> Todd Gurley, and then one of his receivers is bound to break out every week. But this is the type of score I expect to see from Hop. Um, Russell Wilson's not the same guy and, uh, you know, hops running back situation outside Gurley is pretty questionable.
1: And yet, you know, a third week in a row, like we said, uh, with Andrew, his rec- did, or not receiver, sorry, his running backs did just enough to carry him while his receivers and solid quarterback play really carried him through the week. Um, uh, did like we, we said at the beginning in the post-draft uh, rankings, you know, he's, he's really relying on touchdowns and big plays hogan last week had three catches but two were touchdowns this week he came back down to earth um so that's a guy who is gonna be really unreliable going forward and i hate to say because i have him in my other two leagues but it's tough to see especially with josh gordon coming back which hop coincidentally has on his bench but uh yeah garrett you, you broke it down pretty well he's got a pretty weak running back early so on weeks where his receivers don't bust off those high scores he's gonna have some trouble
2: Right. I think the only thing of concern for Andrew, and we kind of touched on it last week before the matchup, is T.Y. had a pretty off game against the Philly defense, and you hate to see Andrew Luck not being able to throw the deep
1: ball, which is a lot of T.Y.'s appeal. Right, definitely. Yeah, they actually took Luck out on the Hail Mary and put Jacoby Brissett in to throw it in, it really means they don't want to test Luck shoulder or that he just can't throw it that far. Um. All right, Dave, you have anything to say or
0: we can move on? I think you guys summed it up pretty well. Don't really have too much to add back. Um, like I think I said last week, I don't think Rex Burkhead is going to be very good moving forward. That Patriots backfield is pretty tough to predict. I mean, same mm-hmm. thing goes with Sony Michel there. I just – I wouldn't feel comfortable starting anybody from New England as far as running backs go. But other than that, I think you guys broke it down pretty well here this week. Right. I agree.
1: Cool. All right. Uh, We'll move on to George versus Garrett here. I'll let Dave start this one off.
0: Yeah. um, I guess not. I don't even know where to start here. Like, they both had pretty shitty weeks. I don't feel too bad about Garrett getting the win just because he's been getting slammed in other weeks where he's putting up (laughs) good scores and losing. So I guess it's kind of like what comes around goes around. But that being said... um, To break down the matchup, Uh, tough on Brady's part there. I I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, I certainly didn't when we were doing that trade. I thought this was actually going to be one of his bigger weeks. But, I mean, look for him to bounce back. I'm not too worried about him um, in the long term. Uh, Moving further down the line, I think, you know, analyzing Garrett's team, he's still in a good spot, just no – player really had a breakout week on his team that's really the only thing holding him back similar to kind of what we saw um, from Kurt you know he's putting up solid double digits across the board from most of the positions you'd expect so while it was a down week I still think Garrett's in a good spot um, George I think is in a lot more trouble um, with the solid week from Cam Newton to the tune of 30 points he still was only able to put up a hundred Uh, I mean, Kenyon Drake is not looking like a good player this year. Evan Ingram is, you know, pretty streaky. Uh, Moncrief I dropped after week one. I don't know why you'd ever start him. Keenan Allen is just unlucky this week. Um, But then, you know, when you look at George's bench, he got 20 points out of Carson. He got 17 points out of, you know, Jones, who – I have no clue why you'd ever start Moncrief over Jones, even if Jones had a broken kneecap. Um, and then Isaiah Crowell—you can argue he's hit or miss—but I'd probably start him over Drake moving forward. Um, that's kind of all I have to say on the matchup. What are you guys' thoughts?
1: Oh, <sighs> yeah. Um, it's tough on George. I don't really understand either why you would play two Jacksonville receivers over Marvin Jones, even with that. The tough part was that Marvin Jones was potentially not going to play in a Sunday night game. So you'd have a hard time replacing him. But I mean, if you look and you could see guys like James Washington on the Steelers on the uh, waiver wire and a couple other guys who played in the later game, it still would probably have been a better option than going with Moncrief for sure. Um, just to make sure you had somebody, but I, I guess I understand the thought pattern there—just panicking a little bit on that injury, um, you know. But yeah, you really got to look for targets, and like I said, and between Westbrook and Moncrief, there was only seven, so it's tough. And like you said, it's pretty interesting to see Garrett put up two hundred and fifty-plus point weeks and lose, and then get a stinker and come out with the win here. But you take it where you can get it, and he obviously deserved this one. So um, I think you broke it down pretty well, Dave. What do you have to say, Garrett?
2: Yeah, George Lurie did everything he could to give me this win. I really appreciate it. (laughs) So true. Who did he take out? He took out Marvin Jones, added Moncrief like 10 minutes before the game started, and I was like, okay, I guess that's (laughs) probably not going to work out for him. He had Carson in, and then he switched out Carson for Moncrief. Don't know why he'd ever do that. A starting – or relatively starting running back for the third option on a pretty bad Jags offense. And, I mean, yeah, you guys kind of summed it up. Keelan Cole had more catches and yards than the other two combined. Allen had a pretty tough week. And, yeah, Brady, I don't know what's up with Brady, but he always has a couple games like this in the beginning. So, gets Josh Gordon next week. I'm not too worried. Yeah,
1: yeah let's, true. let's
2: keep an eye on this uh, George and
0: Garrett team up here. They were, you know, pretty close back in college, and I'm starting to sniff collusion.
2: <laughs> yeah just taking everybody out
1: of his lineup
2: definitely not a trade going on right now either between us
1: two. Oh, wow. oh man george, george has already given up without calvin johnson he's nothing <laughs> the calvin johnson and nick Foles combo is all he ever had all right um we'll move on here so next up we got david versus manny uh david finally pulling out the win here um really tough with garoppolo here but there's plenty of options on the waiver wire and i think david is competent enough to put together a solid 20 point week each week on average uh you know the receiver game here huge turnaround obviously will fuller is just every week looking like he could actually be a legitimate top 15 receiver uh and chris godwin has some real talent i'm still very upset that we tied on a fab bid and you got him in priority here and obviously dave has the best running back core here uh brita with a real scary moment for a while there, looking like he's out with a non-contact injury then comes back pulling a la'shawn mccoy there who always seems to you know go down with a season ending injury then pop back up uh, until this last one obviously (laughs) um and then uh Yeah, I mean, Jared Cook, you're going to have some weakness at tight end. um, And unfortunately, you have depth there, according to Jay. (laughs) <laughs> um so we'll see what you do with that um, and then uh Manny you know real tough out of Randall Cobb getting 11 targets and only four points there that's really rough and then Aguilar who's been getting a lot of targets only with five this week uh so just kind of a down week for him you know with that surprisingly strong team Geo doing what we figured he would do putting up you know a solid 20 point week Kareem finally with some rushing touchdowns so I mean Corey Clement, when Ajayi comes back, isn't going to hold value, but he does have some uh, decent bench options. Ted Ginn, I don't know if you count it as a full win in my pick of the week since I thought he'd go for more yards, but he did get the touchdown there. Um, So, you know, he's got startable options, and I think he's really putting together a solid team this year that a lot of us didn't expect him to do. So, you know, what do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I don't expect – Cobb to have this type of week. Usually, like you said, he had 11 targets. He had a fumble. He had like two or three drops. It was a pretty tough game for him. Uh, But regardless, Dave really pulled it together with Garoppolo giving a win before he said goodbye for the rest of the season. Uh, Like you said, McCaffrey and Zeke, that's just one of the safest floors of running backs you can possibly have. Even with Zeke having a somewhat... I mean, 127 rush yards, but he's not getting as many Catches as we would have thought coming into this season, especially with the lack of receivers the Cowboys have. But McCaffrey more than makes up for it, he's been total stud these past couple weeks. So, if, yeah, Fuller can be that guy that you said, you know, top 15 every week, <coughs> and Godwin can stay consistent. And Noonan just has to be okay. And this is a pre-salt team,
1: yeah. Uh, McCaffrey actually only had two catches this week, which is unusual. Uh, Elliott actually had eight targets, but he only caught three of them. They. I didn't actually watch the full game, but I'm assuming they weren't great targets if he's catching that low of a percentage. But it's promising to see the eight targets. Uh, Dave, what do you have to say?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys summed it up pretty well. I'm not worried about Jimmy Garoppolo from a fantasy standpoint. Quarterbacks are pretty replaceable, and I have luck on the bench. Obviously, I'm devastated as a uh, 49ers fan, but that aside, um, I like where I'm at uh, in fourth place now, pulled, you know, two wins in a row after a piss poor um, outing for my receivers in week one. Um, I still think Burrito will probably hold value even with Garoppolo going down. We're going to need to dump it out of the backfield, um, with CJ as quarterback now. So I think he'll still hold value. Um, and then other than that on Manny's side, um, not a bad week to be honest, he still put up 131 points, but you know, when you're going up against the weekly top score I mean, nothing you can do about it. So I think you guys summed it up pretty well.
1: Yeah, um, and, you know, the more I look at this, the more I really think you kind of got away with a real lucky one. Not that you didn't deserve it, obviously, with the – really high score of 152, but we all thought Minnesota D was going to blow up against Buffalo. Goskowski didn't do shit. Like we said, Cobb with 11 targets, Aguilar falling down to five targets this week. Again, not that you didn't deserve the win at all, but you're definitely a little bit lucky that his, uh, a few of his players fell through in some key matchups that we all thought were safe ones.
2: Yeah. I think one interesting thing about your team, your team, Dave, going forward is you can only play three running backs and assuming cook gets someone healthy, it's going to be interesting to see that battle between Breda and Cook.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like where I'm at, though, right, because Cook is probably going to be out this week, too, so having the flexibility to stick another, you know, top running back in when Cook is out is great. If I need to down the line, I can always deal one of them for, you know, a receiver if that needs to happen, but, you know, I like where I'm at right now with those options, especially with, you know, um, Cook being hurt true very true
1: definitely all right and we'll go on to the last matchup here jay versus joe and i'll let david take it for the last one
0: all right um yeah so joe's team just keeps on cruising here um i kind of called it in my elaborate post-draft rankings in which i was terribly wrong about andrew but Joe's team is one I, you know, kind of hit the nail on the head. I think he has a pretty solid roster here. Um, Antonio Brown's a stud, and he's just going to do what he does week in and week out, even, like, 17 points being somewhat of a down week for him. Um, Tyreek Hill didn't do much, but he was picked up by that, you know, lethal combination of, you know, Camara coming off and having a, you know, 30-plus point week. The one thing, obviously, where he got lucky is with Ridley, um, essentially looking like the top option over Julio Jones in that offense. Um, that being said, you know, I, I like where Joe's team is at. He's, you know, if Ridley didn't go off, probably Tyreek Hill would have. So I like where he's at. The only flaw is why would you start Dorsett? I I don't really know why you'd ever start him over pretty much anybody on your bench, but neither here nor there. Another solid week from Joe. Um, Jay's team Not a terrible week by his standards. Um, I think like Devontae Adams is a great receiver. So is Landry and cooks just the running backs are awful. I mean, Latavius Murray, even when he's acting as the starting running back is not going to be good. I don't know why you'd start him over in Alex Collins or a Buck Allen. Either of those running backs, I think is better. Um, Dion Lewis he didn't have a good week, but sure, that's a fine start. I'm just looking at the score now, 9-6 to six is atrocious. Um, I don't know why he dropped all of his tight ends to pick up James. Um, we all knew that there was kind of a, a two-headed dog attack there with him and McDonald. Um, I think that's his name, McDonald, getting the, yeah, the catches McDonald. this week. Yep, yep. So, um, as Jay says, though, you don't want to have depth because that makes <laughs> your options harder and <laughs> makes your team worse. So what are you
1: guys' thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that, I understand what he's saying. You know, you don't want to feel bad each week. Like, oh, shit, I picked the wrong guy. But you can't play not to lose. You know, you, you want to win that money. So you really got to play to win, pick who you think is the best, have the most depth. But uh, Jay's receiver is really doing some solid work this week, but that running back core is just is, is tough to decide. Um, what do you guys think the chances are that Jay starts Alex Collins and Javorius Allen this week? I was going to say, <laughs> Jay,
2: Jay and I have talked about this. He's the king of committees and on very subpar team committees, Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry didn't even combine to score as much as Alex Collins or Allen. So I guarantee he's going to put an opposite next week and <laughs> Dion Lewis will have like 10 catches. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: I, I get I get the logic, um, the logic being that, you know, between the two of them, you think that you're going to have a floor of, let's say, 20 points. That being said, I think the only time I've ever put that strategy into effect was one year when I had Devonte Freeman and Tevin Coleman um, when Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Like unless it's a situation like that, it's just you,
2: yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs>
0: People yeah, seem definitely. to think
2: that that's like way too, way more frequent than it actually happens. Like Ingram and Kamara, Freeman and Coleman, but those are like two teams out of the entire league on yeah. really pass happy offenses with that's good like, quarterbacks yeah. and weapons around them,
1: and great offensive coordinators as well. Yeah, that so that game to, plan for that kind of play, you know, right.
2: And then, like, I don't know.
1: Well, right. Like David was saying with Shanahan, he loves passing the running backs, so that's a kind of a play style where you can get a lot of points in the ppr league out of two guys all right you guys have any final comments before we uh close it out um just in the kicking game here
0: uh tough break with matt bryant having like no points but then again i did drop him because he was doing so shitty so you kind of got to look at not just how good the
1: kicker is but also what they've been doing in that offense yep definitely all right, um, well, if that's all you guys got, then thanks for coming, and I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll see you guys on Thursday. Yeah, better luck
0: next week, Colin. You're going to need a win here one of these days.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometime in the next couple weeks.
0: You and George are going to be in that toilet bowl.
1: I'm taking it down. I'm the, I'm the best yeah, turd in the bowl.
0: At least, like, Collin's was, you can argue, unlucky. George just tried to lose here. <laughs> <laughs> that's my closing comment of the week. Like, George, just... Try to win a game instead of doing everything you can to lose. (laughs) Uh, All right, we're out.